the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We've got an awesome slate of college football tonight. Uh, we're going to get to the junior circuit here in a minute. But, Lundy, we got to focus on another one of those matchup bets on the senior circuit in the old tackle football, of course, the NFL. Uh, pull this one from DraftKings. This is the subject matter of today's Twitter poll. So, if you want your voice heard, cast a vote right now, submit a comment at my Twitter handle, at Noisy Huevos. And, again, from DraftKings Sportsbook, which wide receival? Wide receiver will have more receiving yards uh, this season. Your options are Cooper Cup at minus 150, so the juice is on the loose there. Or Odell Beckham Jr. looking springy spry and ready to snap back in action at plus 115. Uh, you know where I'm going. Fill up with the cup. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think, is going to catch 100 balls this season with a more competent passer, Matthew Stafford under center. Uh, a guy that ranked outside the top 50 in catchable target rate last year because Jared golf and you know you got Robert Woods there as well but it's it's those two and a little bit of Tyler Higby maybe some Deshaun Jackson here and there Van Jefferson here and there but Cooper Cup is going to really really amass a ton of catches this season in the City of Angels and for that reason and knowing the injury downsides of OBJ and a far more conservative offense that's centered around ground and pound with the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think Cup, even at minus 150, I am willing to squeeze every last drop of that juice. So fade or follow, Cup outproduces Odell Beckham in yards, though you got to pay up at minus 150. Give me a better matchup. This is too easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Cooper Cup guy. I've got some shares of him in a couple of different fantasy leagues. Um, I agree with you. I, I think he's a great talent that unfortunately has been stuck with a crappy quarterback. And now that he's actually got a competent guy, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's triple digits for catches for him. Um, you know, it, it, you give me the choice. A lot of people have talked about this, Brad, from a fantasy perspective. And again, I like I like Bobby Woods. I like me some Robert Woods. But if you gave me my choice of those two Rams receivers, I'm going with Cup. I think he's the guy that's going to do it, especially if you're working in a PPR league. So uh, I think it's more yards for Cup. I think it's more catches for Cup. I just think he's in a better situation right now. And I think he's going to flourish having Matthew Stafford under center. Two girls, one cup. Uh, that is a popular fantasy football team name, to say the least. And this should as well be equally popular with the sports betting masses. With that, bartender, pour me another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's get to it. Lundy here on this hashtag tequila Thursday. The love juice. Oh, it's certainly going to flow. Uh, before we get to some college Football wagering. Let's just, I'm just going to focus on one game in Major League Baseball. I've got a couple of day games. There's a handful of night games, but it is rare, Lundy, that you see a total in Major League Baseball over 11. Well, uh, it's even better than that. In Colorado, between the Rockies and the Braves, 12 and a half is the total. So I'm going to give you a, a couple of bets in that game. And let's start off with Dunsby Swanson. Pinky's out, a uh, very southern name for sure there, plus 105 
for the representative of Atlanta to get an RBI, and I certainly believe that is going to be the case. He's going to play somebody in this game, which he has done often here in the month of August. He's batting 320 with 20 RBIs. Uh, over the last 30 days, and I know we're just into September, but I think he's still going to be swinging a hot bat over the second half of the Major League Baseball season. A guy that's hit 298 with 11 bombs and 38 ribbies, and it's our boy Chichi Gonzalez, who we have uh, continuously picked on here on the pod. A man that boasts a 5.59 ERA at Coors Field. So are you with me? On Dansby Swanson to knock in a run at plus 105. Pull this one from DraftKings. Oh, absolutely, Brad. Pinky's out. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a little, uh, you know, a little tea, a little mm. honey in oh, your yeah. tea, whatever it is Good you need. Uh, runs are going to be flowing across lower downtown Denver uh, in this matchup tonight. There's a reason that over-under is set at 12 and a half is because these guys are going to score. Hell, the Rockies came back, actually hit our bonus time pick yesterday by scoring five runs in the top of the ninth uh, in their contest yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking the bats are going to pick up right where they left off. Atlanta certainly can take advantage of Gonzalez on the bump, and Dan's B. Swanson should be able to knock at least one, if not two, RBIs in in this game. Oh, yes. A sports of team makes some dollars with Dansby. Number four. All right. Stick in the same game, different name. And on the other team, uh, you've been talking about this guy on the pod all week long. C.J. Crone of the Colorado Rockies. I think he matches Densby Swanson. RBI for RBI. Swanson at plus 105. Uh, Crone at plus 130 to achieve the feat. And a dude that just rakes uh, inside the friendly confines of Coors Field. A 1.095 OPS at home this year with 17 jacks and 58 RBI in the month of August. He had 387 with 11 homers, 34 ribbies, and a 1.291 OPS. And he goes up against Tuki Toussaint of the Atlanta Braves, a man that has a 3.60 ERA, but his XERA at 4.60 says uh, a correction could be coming. And again, in a game with a 12-and-a-half run total, that is certainly a potential outcome. Not only that, but uh, Toussaint, a 1.58 home run per nine mark allowed. And the heat, the thin air, and with Crone swinging a hot stick, uh, I think uh, Tucson is going to be in a whole heap of trouble. So, again, C.J. Crone logging an RBI plus 130 at DraftKings. I think you're following me. Oh, yeah. Here's what you do. You break out the Oprah gift. You get a run. You get a run. <laughs> That's, That's right. what's going to happen. Brad, let me tell you something wild. You were just talking about Crone in the month of August, and I've talked about him a few times. If you were just betting on him for RBIs, you were loving life in the month of August. But let me point something else out to you. Since August 1st, he has he hasn't gone more than a game without an RBI. So, for example, wow. if he put up a goose egg with an RBI, <laughs> he turned around in the next game and had at least one. And guess what, Brad? Yesterday afternoon against the Rangers in Arlington, no RBI, oh. which means if you follow the trend that he has done since August 1st, he is 
he's going to get an RBI tonight because, again, that's the pattern he's done. If he ever had a goose egg in the RBI column in the month of August, he turned around in the very next game and had at least one. Um, so I'm with you on this one. you got to follow the pattern. This guy's bat has been absolutely hot. Um, the weather uh, here in Denver, a little overcast over the last couple of days, but it's still been really warm. And obviously with the altitude and the way that Coors Field is designed, that ball should be popping. So I would fully expect Crone to wind up with the RBI again, following the pattern that he has been doing for the last 30 plus days. Oh, the old crone bone going to smack one tonight. Number three. All right, let's head to the college football gridiron, and we'll see if this game is played tonight, Lundy. It could get moved until tomorrow. It could get moved until Saturday because uh, residents in Jersey and New York stay safe there. We're rounding up animals two by two last night uh, with the remnants of Hurricane Ida just wreaking havoc with flooding and tornadoes in the tri-state area, which is really a rarity. But if Rutgers plays in Piscataway, uh, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or Saturday, doesn't matter to me. I'm going to lay the chalk here, minus 14 and a half against the not-so-hooty-hoo Owls of Temple. Uh, pull this one from Caesars, a minus 110 uh, on the juice. Now, you look at uh, Temple, only a couple of starters back on its defense, and that was a unit that allowed 37.1 points per game a season ago. That was outside the top 100 in college football. Not only that, but equally abhorrent were the Temple Owls on offense, 113th in scoring offense last fall. Now, Dewan Mathis comes over from Georgia, but he's still a raw young quarterback, and they don't have a whole lot of weapons surrounding him. Rutgers, meanwhile, returns 18 combined starters on offense and defense, and Vedral, their quarterback, ton of experience, decent year last year. Uh, they have a bevy of backs, I think, too, to run down Temple's throat, salt away this clock, and maybe get a couple of chunk and home run hitting gainers in the end to cover going away. So I think Rutgers wins this thing by 21 points, and that's why I'm leaving the 14.5. Again, minus 110 at Caesars, and we'll see when this game actually kicks off. So fade or follow the Scarlet Knights and that 14.5. What do you say? Yeah, they're going to have to change the mascot to the fighting Noahs in the arcs uh, <laughs> at this point. You yeah, saw well, a lot of the videos crazy. coming out of <laughs> coming out of uh, the Northeast with the rain. Yeah, y'all stay safe. Um, yeah, I'll follow on this one as well. Again, I don't think it matters when it gets played. Um, you know, we're not talking about a total here if we're dealing with the weather and things like that. We're simply talking about Rutgers being able to take care of business. So, yeah, give me the Scarlet Knights. I'll lay the 14 and a half comfortably with this one. I'm, I'm with you. I think they win it by three touchdowns. Stick around for our top plays on this loaded hashtag tequila Thursday in college football. Number two. All right, going back uh, to the college game, and let's talk about a game down there in Central Florida uh, between the Golden Knights and the Boise State Broncos. <laughs> Giddy up. No, not quite. I think the Broncos are going to get bucked in this one. Give me UCF, Lundy. I'm going to lay the five and a half. Now, some books, uh, this, uh, you know, reduced to four and a half yesterday. That's actually where I locked it in at DraftKings at minus 120. Now it's surged to six and a half at some books, but there are a couple of shops out there that still have it at five and a half. So as we always say, shop around, try to find the best lines, the best values that you possibly can before locking and loading a bet. I pulled this one this morning, minus 110 at FanDuel. 
Here's why I like UCF. Uh, it's because of Dylan Gabriel's steady quarterback play. A guy last season who had 3,570 passing yards and a 32-4 to touchdown to interception split. Now, he lost uh, a ton of talent around him in the backfield and at wide receiver, but I think it's going to be plug-and-play with some of the transfers, some of the freshmen incoming. Uh, given Gabriel's experience, I think it's going to be invaluable. Uh, the Knights, however, must stiffen up on defense, uh, particularly against this Boise run last season. UCF, number 123 in total defense in all of college football. And Boise, uh, they have got guys that will definitely ground and pound you into submission. Got a lot of experience, a lot of returning starters overall. But if they can win the turnover battle, which has been consistent with this school, plus 49 margin since 2017 in that category. Uh, I, I just think they have too much offensive firepower, again, behind Gabriel, despite uh, some of the replacements inserting into this lineup. So in the end, I think UCF wins this thing by a touchdown plus. That's why I'm laying the 5.5 minus 110 at Fandle. Fader follow, Lundy. Much happier at 4.5, but yes, I do think this is a touchdown victory for UCF at home as Boise State leaves the Smurf turf uh, and goes to Central Florida. So I, I think it's a touchdown victory. So even though, as you said, um, we've seen it bounce all over the place. We've seen it go from uh, the 4.5 that you were able to get it at now, 6.5 as we sit here at tape time. The line in this one, Brad, has really been moving a bunch even the yeah. total uh the total by the way is down to 68 it started wow. at 72 wow um, so i mean this is a game that really over the course of the last five six days has seen the line moving all over the place but i'm comfortable uh with the golden knights i'm comfortable laying the the even the six and a half right now i think this is a touchdown or more victory for UCF. So obviously liked it a lot better when it was at four and a half, but I'm willing to play it to that six and a half because I do think it's a it's a touchdown or more victory for UCF. And what should be a hotly contested game, saddle up those nights. Number one. All right, probably the top game on the board tonight uh, is in the Big Ten between the Ohio State. Again, I have to say that uh, for copyright purposes, taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And, and again, it's really rare what the Big Ten is doing this season. You know, Illinois played Nebraska in week zero, uh, kicking things off with an intra-conference game. And then we have another one here. I think Iowa and Indiana are squaring off. It's it's just really bizarre to see uh, not a cupcake on the schedule, but one of your conference rivals uh, and we'll, you know, we'll see what Minnesota brings to the table, but uh, I think they're going to bring enough lumber to cover the 14, which is what I locked in, minus 110, pulled this one from points bet. Now, C.G. Stroud is obviously the story here, taking the reins uh, with Justin Fields uh, idiotically sitting behind Andy Dalton right now for my Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, this is going to be a very experienced bunch offensively outside of Stroud uh, for this Ryan Day team. A uh, ton of offensive weapons on the perimeter at wide receiver. They got a heavy ground game as well, plus offensive line. But here's the the kicker and where I think it's going to be the difference. The rubber hits the road. Minnesota's got most of their starting defense back. And I know they struggled. I know they were largely transparent last year and underachieved. But I think that experience gained in a weird COVID-impacted year uh, will be you know invaluable in the end. Uh, not only that, but they have a bulldozing offensive line that can pave pathways for Mo Ibrahim, who's one of the best running backs in all of college football, and they got their starting quarterback as well. So I think 14 is just too many here in the end. So at home, 
raucous crowd, going to be a sellout there in Minnesota. Give me the Golden Gophers to row the boat. P.J. Fleck and company, plus 14 against the Buckeyes, minus 110, a points bet fader follow. In addition to the great and powerful Brad Evans, I have seen approximately nine different pick nine uh, experts uh, out there picking Minnesota, which probably means you need to fade oh, the crap no, out I'm of cursed. us because <laughs> everybody is picking Minnesota in this one uh, across the various uh, you know people I follow on Twitter, guys I like to follow their picks, see what they're doing, etc. Everybody is on the Gophers, and I think it's a uh, lot of I think it's because of Ibrahim. I really do. I think it's they think that uh, not only is he a great back um but that that's going to control some clock and that that's going to keep this game uh keep this game close and keep it within two touchdowns so at the end of the day i'm going to follow on this one as well because i do really i like watching him run the ball man um i I think that they can keep it close i think this could be a double digit uh victory but maybe not quite to the 14 i would love this brad if it were 14 and a half i'd love that hook there to be able to help me out just in case so i might have to before uh kickoff i may have to consider an alt line just to buy myself a, a little bit of buffer as opposed to the straight up 14 but I, I like the golden gophers to keep it close man yeah but everybody's on it which means we're all yep, exactly. royally <laughs> screwed that's just how it works that's the nature of the game all right before we get out of here let's work in some bonus time what else you got uh, let's roll with this one. I'm not so sure how much I like the total game spread between uh, South Florida and NC State, but I do like NC State to jump out on the Bulls early in this one. So I'm going to take NC State minus 10.5 on the first half line uh, in this one. Devin Leary is the quarterback for NC State. This is a guy that between COVID uh, as well as an injury last season only wound up playing three games, but he was 3-0. and Uh, in those games, and NC State has a phenomenal offensive line. Um, Really, really good offensive line. One of the best in the ACC. So I think that they can keep him protected. I think NC State will score early. The overall spread right now is 19, and I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with that, but I really like uh, the Wolfpack to jump out early. So take a minus 10.5 in the first half. And then, Brad, it worked last night to go chalk with a baseball parlay. Let's do it again, this time just two teams. Give me the Mets and give me uh, the Rays, both on the money line, uh, both heavy favorites tonight in the MLB. But if you put them both together, I got a plus 137, and I'll take some plus odds as we roll towards a big football weekend. Hey, man, let's get seduced by the Jews. Uh, speaking of plus odds, give me East Carolina plus 10 uh, against the App State Mountaineers and hats it to our buddies, uh, Tim Murray and Sean King, uh, who are on uh, every single night, Monday through Friday on VEASAN. I was on uh, last night doing a hit with them on some player props in the NFL, and I heard them discussing before they brought me on air, they were all over ECU, and they think this Pirates team is going to be better than advertised, a team that ran down uh, the, the old gullet of the opponents last season, 173.8 rush yards per game. Rajay Harris is back. Their leading rusher, an absolute battering ram. Now, this team, 3-17 their last 20 games as an underdog against the spread, and they got some defensive concerns. You know, they did average 30.2 points per game last season, over 400 total yards per game, but they gave up 35.4 points per game and 447.3 total yards per contest. App State has some dudes, but I think 10 points is too rich. So, yar, shiver me timbers. I'm going with the Pirates of East Carolina plus the 10. 
Uh, and speaking of the Mets, you brought them up. I'm going to take the under on Carlos Carrasco's strikeouts against the Miami Marlins at minus 105. All six starts since returning from that hamstring injury. He has been under this six and a half K's proposed total, including his last time out against Miami, August 4th, four to third innings pitch, two earned runs, and just five strikeouts. Sure, the Marlins are number two in strikeout percentage over the last month among all teams in Major League Baseball, but I think Carrasco is like at five or six K's in the end, and a light juice again at minus 105 at DraftKings. The under, I believe, will prevail. All right, poll results, poll results. Uh, this one should be a landslide victory. Again, available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Which wide receiver will have more receiving yards this season? Your options, Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham Jr. We had 490 votes cast. And, yes, predictably, fill up the cup. 80% of the votes, even at the minus 150, Jews going with the Ram over OBJ at plus 115 with 20% of the vote. Uh, some comments here. Uh, Virgil Pedraza Jr. says, easy. Cheers, cheers, cheers emoji. So a whole bunch of shots. He says it's worth three tequilas. Uh, that's why he believes it's going to be that easy money. Ken, King Henrik the 30th says plus 115 side of straight money on OBJ. So it's a disagreement there. And Finn Turner adds some added context. Uh, Cooper Cup is greater than Robert Woods. So, obviously, he's siding uh, with the former Eastern Washington Eagle. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. And until next time, don't screw us over, Goldie. Fade or follow, that is up to you. Feed the Noise.